0: Swinging a blind drive, left field, Benintendi coming on, dives! And did he make the catch? He did! It. He got it! There we go. It's time to party. Right here. 3-2. High and
1: He crushed it! It's a grand slam! Swing and a miss, frankly, it's over! The Red Sox have won the world championship! Welcome to Benny and the Bets Podcast.
0: Can you believe
1: it? Here's your host, Terry Cushman.
0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Benny and the Bets podcast. Tonight, covering strictly Red Sox hot stove baseball, we're going to be talking about a list of possible free agent targets, uh, 10 players exactly, and we're going to... Hash out our thoughts on that. Still on Manager Watch. Uh, Nobody has been hired yet. The three names that are apparently still in the hunt, Alex Cora, Sam Fold, and Don Kelly. We will do a show on that whenever it uh, happens to be announced. Tomorrow, perhaps over the weekend. But tonight, again, Talking Free Agency with me tonight is Charlie Smith, Andrew Duan. How are you guys? Going on?
1: Hey, man.
2: I'm doing good, man.
0: There's a lot of Charlie's got a lot of pep tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's uh,
1: yeah. A little more Let's, energy than I was
2: ready to bring in. It up. As, as we say up here in New England, we got a lot of fire. Fire.
0: <laughs> All right, so. Um, basically not a whole lot going on right now with free agency. Uh, we know JD Martinez has opted in possible Dustin Pedroia retirement news coming up, which could possibly impact the, uh, payroll situation, but, um, and then some minor moves, you know, players getting outrighted and whatnot, but am I missing anything, Andrew?
1: No, I don't think we've really had anything other than Tapia getting cleaned by the Mariners, but uh, that is about it. The Red Sox have outrighted a bunch of guys that you're not even going to notice they outrighted, (laughs) and they're going to have a few more moves because they'll have to move some guys uh, just to get some people onto the 40-man roster that they acquired at the trade deadline so they're protected from the Rule 5 draft, which is coming up. Sometime in December, I believe. So other than that, uh, slow, slow cycle uh, in the world of Major League Baseball, which is to be expected with the, just the uncertainty that's going around with how much teams have to spend. And let's be honest, it wouldn't be the first time that uh, MLB owners really kind of talked to each other and figured out how to suppress the market, even if there is money that they're hiding.
0: Yeah, it's, and then factor in the CBA, you know, how all yep. this may affect that. And uh, I just had one other thought, slip my mind. Um, oh, Big uh,
1: qualifying offers go out, but that doesn't really, I guess it does pertain to the Red Sox a little bit. Not that they had anyone that they offered to, it would have only been Bradley, and that would have been absurd, but... Some some of their targets were given the qualifying offer of around eighteen million dollars, and obviously that requires a draft pick, uh, some international money, and uh, it's kind of a hefty hefty fee to pay for signing a guy to a very large contract.
0: Yeah, and we were talking privately earlier via DM, and hopefully, uh, you know, that will get next uh, from the the next CBA and. Uh, the the market won't be quite as constricted, uh, you know, in pursuit of big players because it it hurts everybody. You know, it hurts the player, hurts the teams, and uh, so it really does. Yeah, and and it's just not
1: exciting. You know, you have these guys that sit around till June, until after the draft, so the draft pick no longer sticks. In football, in basketball, free agencies like. You wear out your F5 button because all this news comes like, you know, rapid fire. And it's just great content. Amazing 24 hours. Actually, 24 minutes. Let's be honest. Everything is done before that. Then they announce everything. And it's just crazy. And baseball, it's just like, like watching sloths do business.
0: Yeah, I mean, the past few winters have been, you know, different animals. I mean... You go back two years ago, it seemed like Harper and Machado were never going to sign. And because, you know, the market was so slow. But then last winter, you had uh, Garrett Cole come off the board pretty early. And that was actually what I was going to bring up a minute ago the GM meetings and the winter meetings, which is where a lot of the action tends to be, you know, when the market's semi normal, those have been canceled this year. So. All the teams are gonna just kind of work, you know, remotely. Scott Boris won't get his, you know, five Christmas minutes. Photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that he gets every year at the winter meeting. So, um, so that can kind of affect things as well. Um, I we won't get into it this show, but you know, the presidential election could kind of impact things a little bit. Um, you know, most specifically how fans might be able to enter ballparks next year. You know, most markets couldn't, you know, Boston, New York specifically. So, um, you know, if there's indications that we will see fans, um, you you might see a more active market uh, earlier um, than we might be currently expecting. But all that still has to play out um, anyway. But yeah, so to get into the show, um, Andrew has basically come up with a top 10 list that you know the Red Sox could consider. And uh, the three of us are going to kind of bounce off how we feel about those 10 players. I have decided not to look at the list. I like the element of surprise, so... I have no idea what's going to be coming at us. I think, Charlie, you did the same thing. You don't know who's on the list.
2: I do not. I'm against Andrew. I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to dial it down. <laughs> yeah. I do want to hear some names. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm, sure I, I'm going to be completely transparent. If I hear certain names that I don't like, I'm going to say F that dude. I don't want him on my team. <laughs> I don't want him anywhere near Boston unless uh, he's just like just saying, man, I wish I could play there. But unfortunately, I suck.
0: And yeah, so that's how we're going to do it. So uh Andrew, go ahead um hit us uh hit us with the first name.
1: All right. So a little disclaimer going into this. These are not the ones that I think are going to happen. These are the ones I would love to see happen. Some are actually very reasonable, some of them are a little more far-fetched and would require a few other things to happen in order for these to take place so that being said um my number one and i don't think you guys are going to see this one coming but is marcus simeon on a one-year 15 million dollar deal to play second base marcus simeon was a finished third in the mvp voting uh last year not this past season because he was hurt this past season and it really cost him a large payday He wasn't given a qualifying offer, and the guy is a stud. I don't know, you know, he's on the West Coast, so a lot of our followers might not be able to watch the games that start at 10 p.m. But this guy's great. Um, I'd I'd be very curious, curious to hear what you guys think about that one.
2: Uh, Semyon did do real well last year, I know, because I lost fantasy baseball to the guy (laughs) who had Semyon on his team. He had 30 bombs. Um, and I remember thinking where the hell did this come from he didn't have 30 bombs the last two years combined I don't think like this this was like a, a a 250 hitter and last I think last year he hit close to 300 I just remember he had like a crazy season just better than he'd ever had and everything was justified like he had a fantastic season um nothing bad to say about him uh, this year, it was one of the worst seasons he's ever had as far as batting average. It because, was.
1: He was injured. Yeah,
2: he, wa- he was injured, um, but I- I'm a little bit concerned because a lot of the numbers regressed significantly. Um, Batting average was down significantly on base, was down significantly sluggish. Per- I mean, just everything was down. Um, What was the contract that you proposed? I one said
1: year 15.
2: No, absolutely not. Uh, there's, there's no way I'm touching anything near 10 million for that man. I, 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 you know, I kind of look at this player as someone that, uh, should not get something even remotely close to what Adrian really? Beltre got. No, Adrian Beltre a couple years back, you'll remember what he got. He got a, a, a kind of a, a silly offer, like something in the range of, it was like a one year deal. What was this deal in, in Boston? Wasn't it one year, 12 million?
1: It wasn't long enough, uh, I can tell oh, you Oh,
2: Yeah, like I, I remember I wrote an article about uh, what if the Red Sox had kept Adrian Beltre. And the yeah. funny thing about it was the yeah. players that we got because we didn't sign Adrian Beltre, one of them I believe was Jackie Bradley Jr. So that's kind of the, uh, the like haha, funny, quinky-ding thing about it because while we did lose arguably one of the best third basemen at the time, uh, we ended up getting one of the best defensive outfielders in the last five, six years. Um, maybe even longer. Like, it was Jackie Bradley. I think Blake Swihart was the other player that we got in that deal. I've double-checked my my source on that.
1: Yeah, that would have been um, the 2011 draft, I think, right? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah right? because that yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Jackie Bradley and Blake Swihart were the two players that we we got because of him. Um, but, uh, See, I, I just I, – I can't touch that. Like, if you dedicate that kind of money to this player who had this much of a down year – what does that say to some of the other players that also had really bad down years? You're Doing, going to you're on, going to promote on, yeah. incompetence.
1: Oh yeah, or, or enjoy just enjoy him for one year. Don't 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 get too attached. Don't go don't go over to dinner at his house. Just he's he's gonna be here for one year. Um, if we have any semblance of a normal minor league season, he's out he's out at the trade deadline. Welcome back, Jeter Downs. If you're hitting 320, <laughs> I don't know. I, I it was to me, I I actually didn't have him on this list, and I was like, holy crap, they didn't give him a qualifying offer. Like he was after Chapman, he was the heart of the A's. I, I don't know. I thought he was great, and I was I really thought he got the QO this year, and that's why I didn't have him on my list. And when I saw that, I was like you know could he play in a big market for one year build up his brand and his reputation and then walk and it's mutually beneficial to both parties
2: i just i can't justify them spending that kind of money on on that position
1: okay it's, no i get it
2: you know that that's just me i wouldn't i wouldn't give them i mean could you could you sell me on maybe i'm like cracking my knuckles and like like panic uh, over fifteen million for this player.
1: <laughs> no, um, no, not Joe Panic. We're going Marcus Simeon here. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I,
2: I, um, I don't know. I, I couldn't. I couldn't offer more than nine or ten for this guy. Wow. I can't do it. I nope. really, he's gonna get in the
1: mid-teens.
2: I yeah, do. I, me personally, I just can't do it because you've had one good year, one good year, one. Is that true? And, He he hasn't had. I mean, look at his numbers. He strikes out a lot. He does. That's his thing. He strikes out a lot. He had one year where he had 100 plus runs, and that was last year. Before that, he never hit 90 any other season. And he's had only a couple seasons where he's played every game, if not every, you know, if not all, all season long. But I just, I can't justify spending that kind of, of money on someone that, I mean. It's like Mark Bellhorn. Oh, you know, he strikes fair. out a lot. He's going to get 15, 20 home runs. Yeah, you could put him at the head of the lineup, but $15 million a year? I mean, I'm sure there's a team dumb enough one to pay year, that.
1: One year, and that's nah. the reason why it's so high. Nah. It's nah. a make right, bet on yourself, a little bit inflated of a deal, um, take no, our make... money, we have to spend it, and we're nah. still getting rid of the tax deal.
2: Nah, man, I'm gonna make like Russell Wilson in that Super Bowl final. You should pass. Okay. Yeah that that that's a, that's me throwing shade at Russell Wilson for for you know passing when he should have run the ball with uh, what's his name Marshawn Lynch. Anyways, I'm shutting up now. Next, Terry. Uh,
0: well, I guess for starters, I'm willing to overpay for anyone on a one year deal. You know, if we have the flexibility to do it. And we do have the flexibility to do it because the, the penalties got reset this past year. Now, mm-hmm. second base with the Red Sox, we have depth but not, like, top talent depth. Whoa. You know, you, you put Chavis yeah. there. Um, not really sure, really, after Chavis because Peraza is gone. He's with the Mets yeah. now. Zou- Christian Arroyo. Oh, guy. actually, Christian Arroyo. I forgot I about him.
1: I'm not confident that Chavis is going to be on the team. I'm just going to say that right now. Like, are they I'm options? More than – I just – he does have one more option, and I don't – think I think at least one more option. And I just don't think he fits in the team's plans. I don't think that your right side of the infield could potentially strike out 400
0: times. Well, okay. What about outfield depth, though? You don't think Chavis would stay to kind of fill that role? Well,
1: so outfield is a very um, unclear situation right now, and that—that's what I kind of realized. I was like trying to put my this list together, and I'm like, Jesus, you can't move Benintendi to center field. I mean, the guy has a worse arm than like Johnny Damon. And he, has, he doesn't have the range. So he's stuck in left field. And you have to let him play this year. There's no option not to. And there's not, there's no good right fielders out there. So it's not like you move or do go over to center. And you're not putting Chavis in right. Or Ben for that matter. I I don't know. I, I The outfield was a very hard thing for me to put together on this. So I, I, I really don't think that Chavis is in the team's plans next year uh, as a utility guy or a regular.
0: So does he get – well, the non-tender deadline's probably passed. Uh, He would just have to be optioned. I think he would just be optioned if they have the luxury to do it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He's
1: going to be in Worcester. Uh, Sounds so weird to say. uh, The Worcester
0: woo sucks. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I so I guess getting to Semyon, uh, I mean, I wouldn't hate it, but I mean, I'm not. I, I guess I'm not intrigued by it. He he okay. has he has had that one good year, uh, three or four years ago. He hit uh, 27 bombs, but tends to you know hit in the you know kind of the. Just below the mid twos, you know, around two forty, and not really a high on base guy either. So no, he's not. So I, like I said, I, I wouldn't hate it, and you know, but I, I will say this: I mean, some guys come to Boston, and you know, they're a spark plug. We saw it this year with with Kevin Pilar, and maybe a similar, you know effect happens with Simeon, so so it's just one of those things a meh but you know if it it happens i I wouldn't hate it
1: okay no i respect it so all right moving on to number two and you're gonna see a trend here because this all second (laughs) baseman
0: i'm just kidding
1: yeah no i'm not even joking that's where i'm going again and so i'm going with haesong kim he was the best player in the KBO. He's going to get posted this year, and you have to get a, spend about a $7 million posting fee. This guy has speed. He's got pop. He can play great defense, and you'd be looking at about a five year deal worth in the range of 7 to $9 million. And the reason I like this move is because he is a good player. I've I, watched a bunch of his stuff on youtube over the last couple days like an ungodly amount all my suggestions on youtube are totally thrown off now um but he's a great player and he also protects you against the xander opt-out and the devastating uh potential of him leaving after next year so this guy can play short as well so if he works out, he's he's great as he's projected to be, you found yourself a great player. And if you hold on to Bogart, that's fantastic. Now Jeter Downs is an amazing trade piece, and he can get you an arm. A guy with maybe only two years left on his contract, a guy that wants to change his scenery. You now have a top 75 MLB prospect that you can move. And like I said, if your shortstop opts out, which he's probably going to, but he could still stay, you have some insurance there. I don't know if you guys know, have any um, information on uh, Kim, but if you don't, I would definitely look him up. He's universally listed as a top ten 2020 MLB, MLB free agent.
2: So I'm I'm not going to lie. As soon as you said his name, I said who. <laughs> so I, I i actually would like to look him up right now
1: please do you, how do you
2: spell his first name
1: okay so it's h-a dash s-e-o-n-g
2: okay so korean yep yeah. okay yep and then kim he's only
1: 25 years old
2: okay so 25 years old When i think 25 i think of um dice kei who i think came over at the same time he i think he was 24 25 correct
1: um, yeah, I think that sounds about right. This guy, he's been in the KBO for seven years. He made his, uh, he made his de- debut pretty early on. So he has a lot of experience in the upper levels over there.
0: Well, while Charlie's so. looking it up, let me, let me just kind of weigh in. I, I obviously, I'm not familiar with him. You know, I, I don't, you know, even a little bit <laughs> follow um, you know, a lot of those Asian leagues, once they start gaining steam, you know, like the, um, you know, the pitcher there for the angels that I can't believe I can't Ohtani. remember. high, Yeah. Otani. Yeah. <laughs> Guys like him, Tanaka had a lot of hype. Um, the, um, the closer there from Korea, I think he, didn't he pitch for the Dodgers? No. Cause James are you talking closer. about Kim?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. How long ago? Which which closer? Because the Cardinals also have a guy uh, with the last name Kim too. There's a lot of Kims.
0: Yeah, there is. I I forget. His 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 nickname was the Final Boss. But but when he, <laughs> I when have no his,
1: idea who that is.
0: <laughs> his last name might be O actually O H. But um uh,
1: yeah 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 he, he plays, plays for, for the Cardinals, Cardinals right? All, yeah. Yeah, the
0: Cardinals. Oh, oh yeah. it was the Cardinals okay? I thought it was uh, a West Coast team, but. Um, but anyway, you know. So you know, then I start catching on to these guys. But here's my thoughts. So you're saying seven to nine million per year, Andrew? Yes. Yeah. What I don't like about that is Jeter Downs is a heralded prospect, and he's going to be way cheaper than that. So I just think from a from a monetary value perspective, I just think you kind of have to stay committed to your prospect who is a big piece in the mookie deal and by doing so, I mean maybe that's maybe that extra savings gets allocated for you know a, a high end you know back of the bullpen guy you know for the eighth and ninth innings so I just I guess just from a value standpoint I, I would prefer to stay with Downs.
1: So in terms of prospects, um, Baseball America did say that um, Kim would have been a top 100 prospect had he been over last year. So his pedigree is there, his ranking is there, and unlike what the Sox fans are familiar with, with uh, posting fees, it's no longer what, like what it was when Daisuke was around. Where I I think, what did they give him, like, what was it, like, $51 million they had to blind bid on or something like that?
0: Yeah, it was something absolutely
1: ridiculous. It was some random number that was way too high, and it was pretty much uh, equal to his salary. So this would cost you about, like, from all the numbers I've seen, about $7.85 million.
2: So I I did a little bit of research on, on this guy. So that... Sangwon, oh, he used to be with the Cardinals. Uh, side note, because we both said, oh, yeah, the Cardinals. He ended up getting uh, – he ended up pitching for Colorado last year and got rocked. Um, yeah,
1: that's and, normal. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, like that's like par for the course. Um, he didn't even pitch this year. Like he he didn't pitch in 2020. But, oh, was 38 years old because he was one of those guys oh. that started his career off really, really late. Yeah. Um, this guy looks fun, but, I mean – you're catching him at the prime of his career possibly in the Korean Baseball League. The depth here's the thing when it comes to, to hitting when you're hitting home runs in the Korean Baseball League or organization because the, the KBO right I think it's KBO yeah. um, the the dimensions of the stadiums are not as large. I'm more impressed with somebody that can steal a lot of bases and get a, a high on base percentage. And I think about the four for 60
1: in his last two seasons in stolen bases.
2: And that's the thing. So that's a major plus. 56 stolen bases with against six caught is solid. That's dumb. But here's the thing. When I think of like superstar hitters that we know are going to dominate, I think of Ichiro Suzuki, who was probably a one of a kind generation of talent. Uh, who didn't, it didn't matter who was there. You could have put someone pitching 125 miles an hour and Dice K would have been like, or sorry, Ichiro would have been like, mm, you know what? I think I'm going to hit this one to left field. Mm, I think this one's going to go to center. I'm going to bunt this one. And he, everything would just look like magic. He literally made it look effortless. He made it look like pitchers are pitching in slow motion. We'll never see another person like that. Could I no. justify giving that kind of like, that kind of monu- like monumental contract that we did to Dice K? People were buying into the gyro pitch because they were like, oh, man, he's got this pitch that nobody knows. He's got this made pitch a that song you know. about it. Yeah. Like n- nobody can hit it. And guess what? Like, I don't even think we saw it. Did we even see a gyro pitch? Because if we did, it I missed miss. it. It
1: was a screwball.
2: <laughs> it, it was a screwball. Exactly. Like, it, it, you know, like this guy also, yes, he can steal bases, Uh 25 26 years old he he he's 25 now he just turned 25 to celebrate his 25th birthday um could oh god what is it going to take to get him here i'm sure i'm sure it would take well over 8 million a year on the average so
1: let me add to that um i did just pull up mlv trade rumors free agent predictions and they're pretty good with these so they have him at number seven overall. They have him going to the Rangers for five years, $40 million, and a 7.6 posting fee. I don't know if maybe that's a hard number for the posting fee. Not that smart. I have no idea how that thing works, but uh, I know it's not nearly as high as it used to be. So, um, yeah, he would replace Odor there, presumably, I think, right?
0: Well, he's the second base in, 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 in deer, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, because and, Andrews, I don't think, is a free agent there, so he'd, he'd have to go to one of those two spots. But, yeah, so they have him going for five years at $8 million, uh per.
2: It's going to be interesting one way or the other. I mean, I, I just – I, God, it really hurts to say this, but I just don't want to get bit with another international player that gets way overpaid – to really only do damage for like one and a half years. Because the rest of it, it was like Chuck Knoblock, And I always use him as a reference for like the yips. It's just like you lose yourself. You get injured. You just can't hack it anymore. And over 90 million for a year and a half of work? I'm sorry. That's just too much. The risk is too high. And it's not like you're getting Ichiro again. You're not. You're getting a guy who just barely hit over 300 in Korea. Means he's going to be 260 here. He might get well, 15 to 20 wanted, home runs
1: his first like season. A Kataguchi or a Kaz Matsui, those were, those were both really good players.
0: Yeah, but I, Bloom, you're, you're
2: hoping that he, he does better than them.
0: Bloom does, you know, he has been active on those Asian markets and, and that's
1: mean, a reason why he made my number two.
0: Yeah, G-Man Choi, obviously a good find. Um, especially yeah. in the power I'm department sure, yeah so it's you know maybe maybe they'll explore that but my my preference i think is is definitely still jeter downs 100 no, percent, I, I agree I
1: he jeter downs did not perform at the alt site this year uh, the the man. I'm blanking on the manager's name, but
0: McMahon. he was,
1: he he had talked about it and was like, you know, he's a 705 player, you know. At seven, he's not going to show up uh, in practice. He's not going to tear it up. But when the lights turn on at 705, he's going to hit. I think was his quote or something similar to that. I don't know. I'm not. I I like Jeter Downs, but if this kid uh Kim shows you what he's got And then you can turn around and flip Downs During A solid MLB ML- Season for an arm That might be worth it Well I mean I I, I wouldn't just Again I'm not trying to make you guys Agree with me that's that's the, all the fun In this it's just personal opinion
0: Yeah yeah no no that's what this is all about um yeah i just i don't know i i just i'd just rather not spend the money i guess for now
1: okay no i get it all right let me move on to my number three this is a guy that everyone knows about i think you guys are gonna laugh but i don't care this is my list and that (laughs) is the big maple james freaking paxton (laughs) i don't care i will stand for james paxton he is healthy he is good and if you get him on a great one-year deal and he tears shit up you give him that qualifying offer the next year and you boom you got a first round pick i think james paxton could do work he rushed back from injury this year and it screwed him screwed him so badly and uh his agents talked about that I think this guy is just waiting to have an amazing season bet on yourself. Like a lot of these free agents I think are going to because of the, um, CBA uncertainty. I think we're going to see a lot of short term, short term deals. I think James Patson on a one year, 10 plus, uh, like, um, be damn I'm willing to give him another 4 or 5 on inning incentives. I think this would be an amazing move by Bloom. And think how pissed the the Yankees fans would be.
2: Let me be the first to say this. I was I was like, "Oh my god, he's going to say it. He's going to say it. He's going to say it, I'm going to cut him off. I'm going to cut him off." And then he said, "James." And I said, <laughs> "Nope, I'm going to let him finish." There is absolutely no doubt in my mind, Andrew. I've always thought you were a good man. But I always was wondering if I was going to have some shred of proof to see if somebody was going to come onto the show high as a kite. I want to know who your <laughs> dealer is and how much he's charging you to give you the shit that you're actually toking. <laughs> There's absolutely no way in France that I'm letting someone who allowed three runs a game each start this year hurt any money hurt. Okay fixed i don't give a damn his era was over six
1: and a half the guy hey, was like, i live in denver so i have like a thousand available dispensaries <laughs> me i like to drink it explains much. I like so to, much now you know, I, i'm more of a craft beer guy but i'm telling you this guy i mark it down let's have a beer bet we'll send someone a 12 12- 12 uh, pack or something i think james paxton is gonna have an absurd year i think he's gonna sign a one year deal with a uh, mutual option that he's gonna decline because he's gonna kill it i think he is going to do great let's as red Sox fans not forget how mad we were when the yankees traded for him we're like well shit that sucks and you know they gave up some good players for him. wait 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 wait
2: wait a minute Hold on. This is two years ago. Yeah, and This got- is two years ago when he struck out 200 guys in like 150 innings. Everyone was like, oh, my God. Look what happens when he can stay healthy. Let's see what he does in a big market team. And yeah. he did great. He did great for a year. His just, numbers. That's all right, I'm asking for. Right. But the <laughs> following year, if you can't stay healthy, you can't stay consistent. You've been healthy for a year, two years in your career. Uh. I remember when he started, I graduated college and I said, wow, I have a better chance of like getting married more times in this year than James Paxton has of starting a game. Like that's how consistent he was at starting. He was always injured. You were guaranteed to miss 15 starts with, with James Paxton. Yes, he has talent. Yes, his his home run numbers. Were low before he came to New York because I think he was he would never used to give up home runs and then he came he came to New York and he gave up like thirty it was it was disgusting and and I don't I don't understand like what the hell he
1: gave happened. up twenty three let's relax 20, what did he give up the year before Yankee Stadium is not that bad I mean fair
2: fair fair I will give you that I will give you that but I can't justify three earned runs five starts in a row maybe. Maybe Officer James Paxton, because that mustache needs to go. Uh, <laughs> Officer Paxton, maybe the hill has just... He's just crossed that hill. And maybe he's on the downwards of his most unillustrious career. With what? Uh, Has he even had a 1,000 strikeouts? Probably not.
1: How many um, strikeouts does he have in his career? 829, but he could get it this year. Listen, all I'm saying is let him be someone else's problem next year. Give me one year. Give me 180 innings and a couple spot starts by Tanner Houck, and we are golden. All right, I have a
2: question, because if, if we're going to be talking about beer bets, we, you can ask Al how well the first one went for him. Uh, what, what, is, what is your challenge for this? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm this double or nothing, Terry. I'm, I'm going to be bringing a whole shitload of wine back. Uh, what, what's the bet now on this one?
1: All right, I say he goes over 160 innings with a sub-4 ERA. All
0: right. I will we, get
2: back to you on that. I want to think about it because I want to think okay. I'm Terry on this.
1: Here's
0: the problem. He, he's never pitched more than 160.1 innings, 160 yeah, and yeah, the third. I, know. I don't want to leave out and the third you know, after the 160. <laughs> yeah, that
1: no, I mean, um, helps, helps my argument. Yeah. I think he got bit by a bald eagle that year, right, in the outfield. So I, th- I think uh, he might have gotten a little shaken from that one.
0: You know, I'm kind of surprised his career ERA is as low as it is. He's never gone over uh, 4.0 except for last year. I'm willing to give anyone a pass for 2020 because We're it's throwing just throwing 2020 out. It's, that, it's just that type of a year, but – I'm not a. I'm just not a James Paxton guy. I think he had a shoulder injury. That's a little scary to me. Scott Boris has said he's fully recovered, ready to resume his off-season activities and whatnot. Um, but for a team that's trying to be competitive again next year, I'm just. I'm not. Uh, I'm just. There's a little bit of risk there. Um, you know, we've had the the issue with Erod not pitching so many innings per year, except for one year like like Paxton. Yeah, Cora
1: wore him out.
0: And I just feel like he had he also had a problem, this was in twenty nineteen, um, with first inning home runs and I just remember Yankees fans just kind of riding the roller coaster with him and not really liking it a whole lot. And, you know, you've brought up the ballpark. That's a good point. It's one, it might be the toughest ballpark to pitch in, but, but I'm just, I think there's better options out there. And let me ask you this. Let me counter with this. You are a big Dave Bush guy, right? So far. I mean, I've, we've seen guys take steps forward this Past year, Ryan Brazier, you know most notably, and and Pavetta looked pretty good in, in a few starts, and you have to like Tanner Houck's few starts. So yeah. I don't know if that's a Dave Bush thing, but it's a coincidence. And yeah, and I, I mean, if you think if you're going to Paxton with that, I mean,
1: yeah, Bush, Bush, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. yeah I think
1: we might get a little bit of a bump there i i i agree with you that i think dave bush is an amazing pitching coach and i think that he could be worth a couple points on your your era and i i don't know i where i am going with and i think you guys have seen a trend so far in these guys that i've wanted is potential and upside on short-term deals so uh, that's where I'm going with I'm looking for a good return early on because I think the Red sox some have have some long-term uncertainty and if they can write the ship this year and I never was i previously had not had this opinion I think they could be good team next year if they gamble correctly well I, I think we have that faith in blue
0: we're a 90 win team, I think if if we play our cards the right way and by 90, I mean at least 90. Um, so I mean the the shoulder thing bothers me the most about Paxton. so and he's he struggled with you know mechanics uh, even in in 2019 as well. Um, you know, and they had to make adjustments. I, I think he struggled with uh, pitch tipping as well. And I'm just not crazy about Paxton. If they announce next week that they've signed him, am I going to go on a Twitter tirade? No, but he's just not not the highest on my list for guys we can acquire.
1: I get it. I get it. Okay. All right. That's enough time on James
0: Paxton.
1: (laughs) Let's move to number four. We're getting crazy. We're doing some day drinking. We're getting Marcelo Zuna. And you know what? This is my most fun pick on here. I am super hyped for Ozuna. I think I've mentioned him in the past pods. I love him. Part of it is because I miss Manny. But you know what? We're getting Ozuna. We're trading Ben for a center fielder because we're not throwing Ozuna there. And this guy is going to rake for four years at $72 million, and it's going to be hilarious. We're going to have pictures of him coming out of the green monster eating applesauce like Manny. I swear to God, i will just give him 24 again. It's going to be great guy's gonna hit moonshots he might disappear for a couple weeks and we'll have no idea where he went but it's gonna be amazing selfies around first a little stutter step around there the euro step and it's gonna be amazing to have in the middle of our lineup uh the old curmudgeony you know boston globe writers are gonna hate him. so are like the 70 year old Sox fans but that I-, I live for that
0: charlie
2: I just realized I I was muted. I I, I started talking, saying, yes, 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 I accept, I accept. I say yes to the dress. I thought I gave you a heart
1: attack. Um, No,
2: no, I I was totally saying yes to the dress. I mean, yes to Marcelo Zuna. Uh, I am all for this. I think that he could just be what the Sox need. I think he could be fun. Um, I've never heard anything bad about him. He plays a position that will be vacated by someone who forgot how to play the position. Yes, Andrew Benintendi, I'm talking about you. You forgot how to hit the ball, too. It's just this is just a everybody wins type situation. Uh, what do you think the Red Sox would give him?
1: Um, I think it would take at least 72 to $75 million on a four-year deal. So last year he got,
2: I think, 18 or $19 because it was under the twenty. It was under twenty. He just signed a one-year deal,
1: and he's not eligible for the qualifying offer, so that's why uh, he was not extended. That
2: right. So, God, I think he's going to get three years, probably twenty-three on the average. Um, I say you give him three sixty-nine with a fourth that year, nice. three for sixty-nine. Uh, Still under what some other people are going to be getting. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. He's still 29. Uh, he'll be turning 30 this year, so maybe this is just what he needed. He's really only had one powerhouse year, and that was the last year um, in Miami. And he had two kind of uh, I want say like kind of off years in St. Louis before kind mm-hmm. of re-clicking and finding himself. Yeah, in some injuries
1: they over in St. Louis, though, right?
2: He did, but his batting average dropped from over 300 to, like, 230 or 240. Because I, I remember I also got bit by Marcelo Zuna last year in fantasy in one of my leagues. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've
1: always had him. The best was in 2017 when he won a gold glove somehow. I that, Oh, no, he was that fantastic that year. Glove. 2017,
2: Miami was insane. <laughs> that that was Yeah, Miami was insane in 2017. He was one of the best players. Everyone was like, whoa, where the hell did this come from? He, like doubled his numbers He was at like a 250 hitter uh and then all of a sudden now he's in like 330 or whatever he had 35 or 36 homers 130 rbis like he literally went off the wall and then the year that i had him also got bit like i seem to get the players at the wrong time in fantasy um but i think three years 23 million average guarantee give him a team player mutual option for 24 with like a five million dollar buyout so you know three years 74 million uh after everything's said and done and see what happens because if he ends up opting in you give him just under what he you know you give him almost what tw- almost what he would have made 23
1: or you uh, uh, you know uh, I'd be down. i down
2: i i think this is a, a a really interesting nice outside the box i don't think you're smoking as much option terry
0: I would also be in favor of Osuna. I think 4 years is a little much. I would I would prefer a 2 or 3 year deal. He didn't really have a market last winter surprisingly and then ended up with the Braves on a on a 1 year deal which was amazing for the Braves because you know he fit their situation really well and um I think the Red Sox could get him on a two or three year deal, quite frankly. And when we traded Mookie, it's great to get Verdugo back and he's going to be a spark plug, but he's a lefty. And I, I think this Red Sox lineup could really use a righty bat you know to go with you know oh,
1: absolutely
0: yeah jd and and Xander and it just having a another righty power bat just gives the the lineup a lot better balance because we're lefty heavy with everything not not just hitters but pitchers as well you know so um we could definitely use a power bat to just hit moon shots over you know the monster in left field and so this is one that I would I would definitely be in favor for. The only slight concern I have with him and it's not enough for me to not bring him in um is maybe some character issues. I mean, he's kind of made some dumb comments through the media. He he before he ended up in St. Louis or maybe it was just after he ended up in St. Louis, he was like, "Yeah, thank God I'm not going to Oakland." you know, he didn't, he didn't want to play there. So, so hopefully we don't, you know, we don't have a a clubhouse issue with someone like him coming in. And that's another reason why I'm I'm more in favor of a um, shorter term deal. We got Hanley Ramirez on a four-year deal and four years isn't the end of the world, but it seemed like forever with, with Hanley. And we were just kind of Weathering the storm till finally the the four years was up, and he was shockingly DFA'd in like the month of May of the World Series year, twenty eighteen. So, um, so for a guy like him, I, I would take advantage of the fact that he he has had a tough market the last couple of years, and and I would try to get him for just two or three. But I would
1: love to do a shorter term. I just don't know with his age if he'd accept that that that's the only reason i was going up to 4 um yeah i don't i just don't know what he would do i i feel like he'd hold firm on that with maybe demanding a 3 plus 1 with a player option that's that's my only thought i, I would love to get him on a 2 or 3 year deal ideally 3 because after uh jd's contract finally runs out cuz i think we could probably put the kibosh on him uh, ever opting out So we have JD for two more and then you move Ozuna to
0: DH when JD, you know, goes behind the barn. Yeah, I mean, if you have the luxury of playing the waiting game, you know, if his market isn't hot, you know, you could probably take advantage of that. But at the same time, I don't think you're going to see two teams getting into a bidding war over him necessarily necessarily agreed
1: Uh, and with the nl not getting the dh this year that really screws him he might be the most affected player outside of nelson cruz that those guys are
0: pretty screwed i I couldn't i thought it was a given they were gonna have the dh yeah i was pretty stunned jobs
1: it's 15 jobs why would you want to take that away right I, i just don't get it yeah okay so moving on all right we're gonna bring this a little bit back to a little bit back to earth this one's not so sexy, but it's realistic. And I think it could really help them out, especially if this guy comes through. I'm looking at Jose Quintana on a two-year $15 million deal. I think he gives you an inning eater. Um I think he's got some good stuff. Again, with the Dave Bush push, the patent pending on that one. Um I think he could be a really good 3-4 guy for you uh, with – the hopes of later on the summer you're one to god willing being erod and sale i think quintana could be a really good player for you so that is a more realistic viewpoint uh player for me and um yeah that i, w- I would love to see him here Charlie. um
2: Oh, man. Did he even pitch this year? I don't even remember him pitching. Did he opt out? Did he opt out? I don't
0: know. I don't think he did. Well, he appeared in four games, so I I don't know if there was an injury there. Um, 4.50 ERA.
2: I'm going to be completely honest. I don't remember him doing anything this year. Uh, And he's not young. He's in his 30s now. He's been pitching for almost 10 years. Yeah, he's
1: 31. He's going to be 32 going into the season.
2: Yep. So, I mean, I, I'm pretty well familiar. You know, he's he's pitched with Chicago, the Chicago's. He's pitched with the Chicago's. He went from uh, the, the White Sox to the Cubbies. I remember he's you only had...
1: for a lot of stuff.
2: Yeah, and that was an over, over buy. Because, like, in that year, it was, what, four years ago? Was it 16 or 17?
0: It was, was right the year that they traded, right? Uh, 17 he got traded. I don't remember what year it was. 2017. 2017.
2: And he, he did better he did better in Chicago. Oh, sorry, excuse me. He did better with the <laughs> Cubs. I have to be specific. Uh, he did better with the Cubs than he did with the White Sox that year. But then it it slowly started to fall apart. Like he just he he wasn't hacking it anymore. And I don't know if it was losing zip on his pitches and whatnot. But he's a, a good three four guy. I agree yep. with that sentiment. Um, I can't see him ever being a top of the line rotation guy. He was as a member of the White Sox. I don't know how, uh, like right next to Chris Sale, which is laughable to compare the two. What was your
1: proposed contract? Two years, 15 total. So seven and a half, eight million a year potentially, 15 or 16. And that's a pretty good rate for a number. Of I'll things.
2: do that. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy two years, 15 million. No, no, uh, no option after that. No, no, no. You're just a filler. No, no, God, no. I'll buy that. Two years, 15 and a half million. Uh, I'll, I'll split the difference between 15 and 16. I'll say yes to that. Um, I, he could be an innings eater if he can somehow muster up the strength to get back up to 200 innings. He used to be able to do that. Um, I don't think he's been able to do that for quite some time. But I remember when he came into the league, they said he was good for two hundo. And that's what he used to be able to do as a member yep. of the White Sox. When he joined the Cubs, I don't, I don't, I really don't think he did that. I don't think he came close. So um, this year, obviously, no chance. If he only had what four games, so maybe twelve innings, fifteen innings, like if that. Um, uh, two years, fifteen and a half million, fine. Third, third starter salary right there. And considering we're not expecting you to. To be Chris Sale in the three slot, uh, I think that's fine. And even more, even better, more better, more better, uh, better if he was in the in the four spot. But two or one, forget it. Uh, he'd be yo, fantastic yo. in the five hole. Three hole, fifteen and a half million. I'll say yes. Cool. Yep, yeah. I, I'm, I'm down.
0: If you could guarantee me right now that James Paxton would be healthier. I would rather go. I would go that option if if Paxton was going to be healthy. I, I'd I'd go there. I mean Quintana. He's had an ERA north of four for four seasons in a row, and a couple of those well north of four. Um, you, you're getting, you know, you guys say an innings eater. You know, a Rick Porcello esque guy. Um, he's a lefty. I just I'm not crazy on on Quintana. I, I have okay. seen his name get, get mentioned, so, you know, maybe I'm in the minority here, but it, it's a deep enough market this winter for middle of the rotation guys, so I just, he's, he's just, I don't know, not high on him.
1: No, I get it. Quinton, he, for me, he was one of those guys where I think in any other year, you might have been looking at about 12 mil, 12 or 13. That's why I liked the seven and a half, eight uh, price range for him. Um, I just didn't think it was too high risk. The Sox can write off 8 million bucks if it doesn't work out after a year. So that, that was just one of those things where, you know, if it works out, it works out great. If it doesn't, the That's literally not even a top 1,000 worst free agent the Red Sox have signed.
0: Yeah. I guess I I would just like a guy that's just, you just feel really good about coming in. That's going to. Oh, Christ. You're going to hate
1: my next one, then.
0: That's going (laughs) to. Oh, oh, man. This might be the guy I I was talking about at the beginning. No, it's not.
1: No, uh, no, no. For
0: me, the next one,
1: I've had a man. Don't make me hate
0: you. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Hold on. don't make me hate you i I don't really care all right so robbie ray and this goes back to dave bush i think robbie ray with the right pitching coach right situation on a one year uh would have i had him for one year four million with two and a half incentives i think this could be an amazing pickup if he doesn't work out cut his ass i don't care if he's got an area of seven and a half um in june adios i don't really care this guy hits 99 routinely he's got great stuff it's about putting it together and not walking guys you can't teach this lively arm to me it's very similar to a native valdi and if you can get him at a third or fourth of what valdi costs i think it's a great risk You
2: know, I, I always liked Robbie Ray and he was someone that didn't, he didn't bite me this year in fantasy cause I ended up keeping him. But the past <laughs> couple of years, guy was good for 200 strikeouts. Like he was always, he was always striking everybody out. But this year I didn't have him and I don't think he did poorly because he wasn't on my team. I just don't think he, he just kind of lost his way. It was kind of like, uh, the boys CK closing out games, chicken wing for the Red Sox. Craig Kimbrell just kind of lost his way and, and, you know, kind of need to refine himself in a, in a different team. Um, I would love to see Robbie Ray pitch in Boston. I would, I would, I would welcome that opportunity because you know, you're going to have a nine or 10, uh, K nine ratio there. Yeah. He's going to get a lot of strikeouts, not going to give up a lot of home runs. At least I hope not. Um, my hope is that he can keep the runs down, home runs down. Um, nervous about it being another lefty.
1: I get it. No, I, I don't you know, think I'm going to get all these guys because I've mentioned three lefties. That'd be absurd. We'd have we'd have five right now. But I
2: would take I would take Robbie Ray over Quintana okay. every day that ends in Y and twice on Sunday. Um, between Robbie Ray and Paxton. I think I would be willing to take more of a chance on Robbie Ray just because he's younger.
1: He is, um, he's not on the other side of 30 yet. He's only 29. He's only, he just turned 29. Your strikeout per nine, this guy was sitting in the 12s. He's had three seasons over, of over 218 strikeouts, including a 235 season. So the stuff is there. It's about harnessing the stuff. And that's all it's been for him. And if they hit it, that's lightning in a bottle.
2: What is your proposition for, for him?
1: I said 40, uh, four uh years. One year, four million with a two and a half, uh maybe another two and a half in incentives. Um you put it at like the first one, eight hundred thousand at hundred and twenty innings, then a hundred and forty, hundred and sixty, then one hundred and eighty. So I you said
2: base like, salary was four million?
1: Yep. I think that's all it's gonna take. This guy, I
2: think it's going to take more than that.
1: Oh, wow. Well, I disagree. I really don't think Robbie Ray is going to have super high of a market. Uh, the Blue Jays got him for a bag of baseballs at the deadline. And I, I just don't think in this offseason that Robbie Ray is a guy that people are going to be opening the checkbooks for.
2: I say you give him three years. Oh! Okay. I'm willing to take a risk on someone that has ridiculous numbers. okay, If you were to give him six, six and a half, seven and a half, you're looking at three years and twenty million. Uh, drop the incentives because we're not we're not trying to pretend here. Uh, and make the fourth year a team option.
1: Wow, and just see
2: what happens. I'm high on him because of what he's been able to do. I want to believe that it's an outlier. And here's the thing. 2021, we are not going to be competing. We're just not. It, we're, we're just okay. not. $14 million over like the following two seasons is not that huge sum of money. It's not that bad for someone who could potentially uh, figure to be your three guy in the rotation. You mix that in with Chris Sale when he comes back, Tanner Howe coming back. Uh, you know, Vivaldi's good to go. That's not the worst-looking Rotation, Not the best, but it's most certainly not the 2020 Red Sox, which just looked sad as hell. So I would be willing to do, even if you did two years, 14 million, uh, you know, six and a half, seven and a half back to back years with a third year team option. I, I'm I, I'm happy either way. Three years, 20 with a fourth year team, two years at 14 mil with a third year team. I think it's worth it because next year, who gives a hell? No, no one's, no one's going to be, no one's going to look at the Red Sox and say, oh crap, we got to face these guys again. No one's going to say that. So, um, I feel, I feel okay giving him a couple years.
1: Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. I, I went from condom after three months and you're giving him three years. I, I just don't, I, he doesn't have the pedigree of continued success for me to take that kind of risk. And again, I think with the CBA and limbo, I don't think, I think we're going to see a lot of guys betting on themselves. Maybe give him a vesting option instead of incentives. Um, I, I, giving him gar- more than one year guaranteed would scare me. It would, it would, that would, I would not feel good about that. Cause I think you'd have a, to, to me, him and Nick Pavetta are pretty similar um in that manner
2: here's the thing do you remember when we signed pablo sandoval
1: i do it was one of the top eight worst days of my life okay and <laughs> as
2: soon as we made that move i said son of a bitch
1: this is one of the
2: worst moves we've made since carl crawford what in the world are we doing we just got four years 88 million for hanley And then I think Pablo Sandoval was five at 90. Something like that. That was disgusting. That's the dumbest thing ever. Like we're just throwing money like down the toilet. We're we're not like mishandling it. We're literally flushing it down the toilet just to see like what way it spins and like if the dollar bills flip (laughs) back and forth. It was that dumb. That was dumb. So here's the thing. That was stupid because we knew he was going the wrong direction. He was getting overweight. He was losing himself. He stopped caring about himself. Uh, he just
1: you're he was, a little close to home right now. You know he he was <laughs> he no 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 he
2: he hit, he <laughs> he was sad to look at. Uh, and the belt busting that game in Toronto was just sad. It just it was an ugly sight. I, I don't want to see someone who just eats him, eats his way out of the game, and and that was his issue. Um, Robbie Ray not cut from the same line of cloth there, I, I, I will not say that that would be a, a worse investment because that's coming at a fraction of the cost. What you gave Pablo Sandoval annually, you'd be giving to him for two years. And one of the years, who cares? Who cares? Because next year, it's not going to be, uh, we're not going to contend. It, it's it's not a concern to me. And if Robbie Ray can right the wrong and turn into 160, 170 innings with 200-plus strikeouts, Uh, okay, so you have Chris Sale, 200-plus strikeouts, maybe three. Robbie Ray, 200 strikeouts, not three. But I'll take 200 strikeouts from two different starters in your rotation, every day that ends in Y, and twice on Saturday and
1: Sunday. All right. Terry, what do you think?
0: Well... One of my reasons I think the Red Sox are going to be competitive is just the comments that Tom Warner made repeatedly throughout the season and Heim Bloom, you know, kind of made. And Bloom did say he is going to be aggressive when it comes to looking for pitching. And I don't know if he was taking into account that, you know, it could be still a COVID market or maybe he was thinking it would be a normal market in a normal season with 162 games I don't know but I do know the Red Sox want to win this year you know they don't want to miss the playoffs three years in a row and I expect I I expect them to do what they have to do to be competitive now with Robbie right here I do like it better than the James uh the uh Quintana what's his first name Jose Quintana. Jose Quintana idea. Um, you know the numbers are a little concerning the last couple of years, but he is on the right side of thirty. He has a K through nine uh, rate. Uh, Andrew, you've touched on this, and four out of it's the absurd. last four out of the last six seasons. If you want to round up the eleven point eight year, you could say it was you know five out of the last six. So the the stuff is there. The velo is there. Um, we don't really, I mean, we have a Voldy, I guess, that can kind of blow guys away, you know, close to a hundred and hopefully sale will if he, uh, you know, if he comes back without any, any major setbacks. But, um, I think he does fit into the rotation, uh, pretty well and the upside is there. However, where I disagree with Charlie and, and the reason why we disagree is because we have different mindsets on, how quickly the team will be competitive. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're thinking, you know, we're two or three years away, then I guess I can kind of see the logic of giving him a, a multi-year deal, you know, that's team friendly. But I'm only a one-year deal guy, and there's a lot of question marks here. I mean, is Erod going to bounce back from the COVID uh, issues he had that—that's just one thing you're worried about with Erod. And then is he going to be the relatively consistent guy that we saw in 2019? Um, you know, who can go on a nice four, five, six-game run? Is he going to stay healthy? And then you've got health concerns with with Ivoldi as well, and and he can lose his mind at times and just get absolutely rocked. Uh, Pavetta is a wild card, so you don't want to have too many wild cards in your rotation. I'm willing to do it this one year because, you know, I do have confidence, you know, in, in the pitching program. And um, I I do like him better than Quintana.
1: Okay. So this one, my next one is going to tie into us kind of both thinking that, The Sox are looking to compete next year. And this is a guy that I thought should already be on the team. I was actually a little disappointed that he's not right now. And that is Brad Hand. That was absurd that Cleveland, the cheapest team in the league outside the Marlins, cut him loose for only a $10 million option. Are you kidding me? And then he went unclaimed on waivers, which blew my mind. I thought the Red Sox were a million percent get a sign uh pick that up and then i mean he's your closer or he's a damn good trade deadline uh piece right there i want him one year i want it for seven million dollars with 2.5 in save total uh incentives and then if he doesn't want those then you give him a mutual option of eight million dollars on a game's finished basis so i think that's great for him i think he will have a robust market because he's a great, he's a great pitcher. uh, Let's call it for what it is. He's, he never should have hit the market and I want to see him in Fenway next year. I think he's a very viable option and he should not have been available to them in the first place.
2: I am absolutely wholeheartedly, unequivocally, indubitably, indubitably, I totally messed that up. Indubitably in love with that selection. Okay. Uh, thank God. Oh, yeah. I just, I really want to milk that puppy. Brad Hand, I really like. And it, it, uh, we, we did talk about this. Uh, Terry and I went, um, uh, hand in hand here. We, we love Brad Hand. This guy, uh, (laughs) oh, God, I cracked myself up. The guy gave up zero (laughs) home runs in 2020. He led the league in saves. Guy had a, what, a two ERA? What are you doing? Like, I just don't get it. I, I, any team that has a guy like Brad Hand on, on it is going to do very well. I mean, he's – a couple of years ago, guy had back-to-back seasons with 100 strikeouts. Um, he can do – you can't do wrong with, with him. He's 30. Uh, he should not have gotten released. I don't understand why or how, but this is somebody that I would give a multi-year deal – too as well and the reason for that being is think about some of the teams that have really good holders and what if Darwins in Hernandez is still not great next year what if, what if he still needs another year or what if you want to milk that and give him the hold role and give Brad Hand the save role you know the, the closer role um, I think if you have Darwins in Hernandez Brad Hand, Brad Hand, Darwins in Hernandez sprinkled in with a little bit of uh, other relievers that could potentially do damage. You have a really nice setup there for really only needing seven innings of work. If you're a starter or if you're just someone trying to get uh, a decent amount of work in your, in your rotation, I'm literally like, I'm getting excited with the, the idea that Brad hand could be wearing a red Sox Jersey next year. I would give him a multi-year deal. You, you offered him 7.5 for one year
1: with incentives to get him to 10.
2: I would offer him eight, nine, eight, nine and a half. Uh, give him two years, fully guaranteed. Uh, he, he makes 17 and a half million. Um, do you throw a, a player slash team option in there? Well, that's May, what I said.
1: I wanted to give him the, the option to make his contract back from this year that he should have been making if Cleveland wasn't cheap. So that's the 10 million. And yeah. then on a game's finished basis, uh, I wanted to give him an $8 million investing option. So, 18- so, eight and eight.
2: Okay, okay. Um, I I could get down with that, except I don't want to see Brad Hand pitch for another team in, in two years, in three years.
1: In three, I, wow. I wanna, I, That's I just too long stay. for me for a reliever. I don't like giving relievers more than two years. I think these guys are volatile. I think there's a reason they're not starters. I think they can break down any time unless you're generational talent. Um, I just... I would. I like keeping relievers to a two-year max. I these guys, they you know, they flip over like nobody's business. There's always a few guys available each year. I, I see starters. what you're
2: saying. I, I completely understand. I completely respect that. I, I think it's a valid point. Since his he's become a full-time reliever though, because he wasn't originally a, a reliever, he was a starter and he sucked. He was terrible. He was god awful. It was like Matt Hall bad, but worse. No, actually, that's that's a lie. Matt Hall was terrible. Uh, he ended up becoming a full-time reliever several years ago. And when he became the closer, he was locked down. This is not someone who you have to be worried about not getting the job done after year two. I think a three-year deal for somebody like this, you give him, you you said $10 million this year
1: ten million. Seven seven and a half with incentives? I, oh my God. All right, no, seven and I, a half. I, eight I year
2: qualifying. Uh, you give a, a a buyout in year three or a contract for year three. I'm i I'm going all in on a Brad Hand type player because this isn't someone who's going to be available in the market. You know what? If I'm wrong about Brad Hand and I'm wrong about uh, Robbie Ray, I'll be the first one to raise my hand and say, you know what? I messed up. I was absolutely wrong on this. I, I was projecting that things would go better for him, but you know what? I'm gonna stick to my gun because he's I've been doing it the whole 32. damn
1: time. Er, oh wait. Um did he just now. turn 30? Sorry, I'm looking at my next guy. I, I totally nope. messed up.
2: he's been 30. He'll he'll be 31. 31, 32, 35? 33. Two-year deal with a with a third year option.
1: You know what? That wasn't even my next guy. I was looking at Liam Hendricks who is probably the number one Reliever on the market this season, um, just ahead of Brad Hand.
2: Liam Hendricks also, though he's going to get dumped. I don't want him. No, I don't either. Yeah, no, no, we don't need that. Brad Hand isn't going to get paid as much. And if you end up keeping him in a non-closer role, you put him in a hold spot. uh, You don't have to pay a holder as much. You you just don't have to. And if you set him up for you know, even if you make him for the. The closer this year, and set him up to be the reliever the following year with a hold slash save combo to to get that third year to unlock. I think it's worth it. Okay. I think it's
1: worth it.
0: Terry, what do you think? I would love to have Brad Hand. I think it's automatically going to be a two year deal because somebody's going to give it to him. And another reason you might want to acquire him is because you don't want him in pinstripes so and they can't get him there they can't you don't think they would sign him
1: i don't think they can i i i mean the fact that they just picked up uh britain's option for 14 million i don't think they want to spend that much money on the on the bullpen i mean they still have chapman making a ton Ottavino's back next year right and then Britain as well. I mean,
0: yeah, Ottavino.
1: Money for a team that still needs a couple starters.
0: That's true. They are losing Paxton and Tanaka, but for whatever. Toronto,
1: though, that could be a team that could sign him.
0: True, true. I wouldn't put anything past uh, Cashman. I mean, he has undervalued starting pitching for quite a while and seemed to have overvalued. Oh, he loves the bullpens yeah so you know maybe but they didn't claim him so you you could be right um blew
1: my mind by the way i thought they were gonna put a bid in for him and be like
0: oh holy shit we got him (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) i was so scared but with a guy like hand he's instantly your best reliever and I think yep. he I think he kind of would be the ninth inning guy, or maybe he's the high leverage guy, you know, depending on but where I think the
1: he's your closer,
0: yeah, and I don't think we don't have one but to to just have a guy in the ninth inning, so that's completely off the board, you don't have to worry about that inning now. Yep. it's a lot easier to focus on innings seven and eight. You've got a lot of guys that could that could pitch in those situations. You know, they I'm do. still yeah, they- I'm still a Josh Taylor guy. He he gets off to some rough starts, but I, I think he's going to be a quality, you know, late inning guy. Um, I, Darwin's in to me is is definitely going to be a stud. I have no questions about that. He's got swagger. It's just a matter of reining it in. And he hasn't had the benefit of of a full season or even spring training to do that. You know, so I'm just – Assuming we're going to have a normal year this year, normal spring training. They
1: better not mess with him as a starter in spring training. I
0: I swear to God, if I see him start,
1: I'm going to lose my shit. I was just about Uh, to mention that
0: because that conversation does come up every year. And I just, I don't want to go there. (laughs) And (laughs) he's a two pitch guy anyway. So it's just, it's not even remotely viable. So, yeah. So, you know, you got Darwin's in, you got Hand back there. I think Brazier might be a he's good. Back. I think he's back. He's a good situational guy, I, and I, I think Barnes can be a decent situational guy as uh, well. Maybe I think Barnes is gone. Well, you could be right, but I'm just saying there's a number. There's a number of options here, and and Brad Hand solves a lot of problems, and he is kind of you know he he gives better monetary value than, than a guy like Hendricks and, and Hendricks is a, is a multi-inning guy if you want him to be as well. So they're, they're different, you know, anyway, but, but I would definitely, um, I would definitely bring in Brad hand on a two year deal. His postseason numbers, tiny sample size, not good. So no. I'm hoping that that's just, you know, like I said, a small sample size, but, but I would sign him nonetheless
1: okay all right moving on to my next one uh he's pretty much pretty similar player here uh, as you can see I'm now moving on to our bullpen Trevor may also hit the market this year uh maybe not the sexiest guy but he's efficient he's good um and I don't think his price tag is gonna be over seven million max of two years so if you can give him two years 14 mil I love it uh again we're This could be a guy, if hand goes somewhere else, you can pencil in your ninth inning and feel good about it. He struck out 39.6% of his guys, which is great. It ranked uh, ninth amongst all MLB relievers. So he's great. He brings it above 96. I'd love to see him.
2: If, okay. All right, I need a moment to think. Trevor May. (laughs) for the twins he did which which isn't why i had to think but you want to give 14 million dollars
1: over two years so seven million
2: but you were questioning why i wanted to give brad hand a little bit more than that
1: i was giving brad hand one year seven with two and a half in save total incentives and then a mutual option for 8. So I was giving him 2 years 18. I think Brad Hand is better than Trevor May.
2: I absolutely agree. I think Brad Hand is eons better than Trevor May. I don't even think they're in the same ballpark. I would give Trevor May maybe 5 million.
1: Ooh, wow.
2: Oh wow. That is because I I can't compare someone who's got a like a 2 ERA who you could throw in the 8 and the 9 and you're like mm, okay cool so i know he's going to be good for three batters maybe four as opposed to someone who mm, this might be a four or five inning guy we might we might walk someone yeah we're going to get a strikeout maybe two but we we still don't know what we're going to get it, it's 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 half as consistent you know what you're getting with Brad Hand this year and last year with with Trevor May we've seen three completely different Trevor Mays in the last three seasons okay I, I, I'll go if we're desperate here. Two years, eleven million.
1: That's not too far off. It's only a difference of one point five each year.
2: I, I, I'm, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let Terry take this one because <laughs> I know that we differ. We differ on a lot of um, like kind of contracts and things like that, and that's totally fair. I like I like variety, but I don't think Terry's going to go two years on this. I could be completely wrong.
0: Um. Yeah, you're you're kind of wrong, but um, <laughs> but <laughs> I. Wrong. What I would say though is, I for similar money, I, I'm still much more motivated to get a Brad Hand type guy. But oh,
1: absolutely, that's why he was in my
0: in my ranking. If today. he, you know, if if we get outbid on Brad Hand, which is entirely possible. I think, I think Trevor May is is viable and, you know, kind of fits the, you know, automatic two year, you know, type of contract, um, is ERA not, not terrible. I mean, it's been, you know, his best season was 2019 with a 294, um, not much worse than that the year before, uh, with a 3.20 and, uh, drifted up to 386 this uh, past season, but like Andrew said, strikeout rate was insane, 14.7, that's Craig Kimbrell-like um, in, in terms of strikeouts. Um, yeah, I, I would, and you, if you factor in the Dave Bush effect, I mean, I could see him having a fantastic year, being a maybe a top five or six reliever even. Um, You know, if they get them extremely dialed in. One thing I did forget to say um, when we were talking about Brad Hand is it's going to be interesting to see how Bloom does approach this market because he's never paid anything you know, no. for, for, you know, a good reliever, they've always developed. And I don't think it's out of the realm that he might have that same mindset, even in Boston, especially if he has a lot of faith in the pitching program. So he's never had the payroll to go after these types of relievers. So it's going to be interesting to see if he does it. But I, I I do like Trevor May, and he he missed uh, twenty seventeen uh, due to Tommy John. So, you know you're you're getting a, a rebuilt elbow here. That's yep. That's gonna hold up. So that that's,
1: I do like. That was another thing. I love. I do like the post uh tj guys uh, a couple years after they usually get an uptick in velocity and you know they should be good for several years all right we're gonna move on to the next one and this one's gonna be quick if you guys don't hang up and, and that is a one-year deal four million dollars for Chris
0: Archer. oh that uh, wasn't who i thought whatever
1: reclamation <laughs> project it's one year you let this guy go out Prove that he still has it. We're still talking about a guy that has a career ERA, which obviously is not a great stat of below four. uh He had the thoracic syndrome or whatever that arm arm issue was, um but yeah, I think it's you get a guy that wants to pitch. I, I think you get a competitor. I think you get a one year deal. You move on after one year. You know, hopefully it's a deal that benefits both player and team. Uh, and then it's a footnote in Red Sox history.
2: So I, I oh Chris Archer man I, uh, I I'm happy they said his name. I thought you were going to say somebody else. I was
0: like, S- were S- gonna say, would you going say who do you who do you think? We're, we're waiting.
2: No, you you might
1: still.
0: That's who I'm. What'd I was say? waiting for Stroman. Yeah.
1: No. no, yeah, You got through that bomb. No. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm Strowman I was gonna hang to up. I'm not, I'm not giving a second round pickup for Strowman.
2: No, no. Oh, I, I, oh, right, I was let, gonna hang before up. Before
1: you go on, look at Chris Archer's uh, when he when he really got into his own. He was a 200 inning guy before he got hurt. So oh, I'm well aware.
2: I'm well aware of what this man was. But can he get back there? I don't know. I would love to see that. Absolutely. This is a guy who who was Tampa Bay baseball. This is like. Chris Archer and uh like David Price. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Disgusting. That tandem was stupid. And they were getting paid peanuts. Um I would love to see Chris Archer come back. Reclamation project, yeah. Um what would you give him?
1: Four million. That's I don't think it? he's
2: gonna get any more. Oh, I think he will. I think someone pitched. will give him two years he hasn't
1: deal. Pitched. No, you can't. This guy is not – you're not getting a 30-year-old guy that hasn't thrown a pitch in a year with a serious injury more than a year. I, I just – especially in this landscape where Brad Hand, who is a known commodity, can't even get $10 million, I really don't think that I, – I, I think this guy might sit on the market until like a week before the year.
2: Roger Clemens got paid to come out of retirement a stupid amount of money. And before well, anyone says, "Oh, it's Roger Clemens," I mean the guy. The guy was a roiding piece of garbage. Come on, let's be real here. Oh well, you know, I, Roger was cool for a little bit, but I'm kind of I'm kind of done. Can, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I just got an incoming call. I was like, nope. Uh, I would give him. I would give him a one year. million or one year, $7 million deal with an option to prove himself uh, if he does really well. Because here's the thing. If you see 2014 or 2015, I forget what year it was when he struck out like 240, 250 guys. uh, It's it's been some time, but he pitched in the more dominant uh, hitter friendly um, league, not pitcher friendly league. And he dominated. And yes, he was only a kid, mid twenties. It didn't seem to matter though. No, he didn't win a ton of games, but he was an inning eater, struck out everything that walked. Um, yeah, if, if you can get one more year, of that this is what I think in a perfect world. If you can get Chris Archer, Robbie Ray, Chris Sale, maybe Tanner How Hau- Hau- T- turns into that too. Three guys that can strike out two hundred guys in a season. I'm sorry. But even if two of those three hit, you did fine. And we're going to have a much better season than we thought. Six and a half, seven million dollars for a guy that can strike out 200 guys and has done so, what, three, four, four, five times in his career? Yes, please.
1: Thank you. So I I would be extremely scared to give him more than one year, but I would be more than happy to give him 165-inning incentive uh, um, sure. Let's do that okay. then. So let's, if he hits 165, then you get five million next year. That, I, I'm that, totally, I'm totally down to do for a 32 year old.
2: How about this? How about you? You blow him up. You You get it five million base sal with an option to make up to eight. Five hundred thousand increments for different measurables hit innings so pitched and strikeouts.
1: 41, 60, I I I mean I'm fine with that because I don't think he's going to hit that high. I, I don't see this guy pitching more than 165 innings. Um, I think that next year is going to be a very weird year with uh, different kinds of arms. I think that you're going to need uh, a lot of people coming up to make spot start, especially on this Red Sox team, because we don't know. You You can't just pencil in Erod and Chris Sale. So I think we're going to be looking at about nine different regular starters for this, for this team that you're going to see throughout the year. No, I'm not saying a nine-man rotation. I'm saying nine guys that are probably going to get over 12 starts.
0: I'm not an it Archer could... guy. What's that? I'm I'm not I I'm a hardcore no for Archer. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> he, he's probably my my least favorite of, of all the options, and I you're he's that which again is probably why he's further down your list, but exactly. Um but I mean he had a, a 5.19 ERA in Pittsburgh and no pressure Pittsburgh they th- th- that was a season where they're ho- they they know they're not making the playoffs and you know their GM got fired and and all he had to do was give them trade value just pitch well in a low pressure situation and and he was terrible there and He's just not the guy who who could pitch in Boston. I think this would be a very tough market for him. Um, no, I get it. Yeah, I just there's I get it. there's
1: this was a lottery ticket for me. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to happen. I think he will sign that deal with someone, but it might not be Boston. We don't we don't have to spend that much time on Chris Archer. That would I just need to get one of those guys on here where I'm like, all right, I think that they're going to do a four million dollar gamble on someone. I think you guys might like my uh, my next option, though. So, staying in the AL East, guys, Jake Odorizzi, two years, $25 million, with a $13 million vesting option if you hit 360 innings uh, in the combined two seasons. I would love to see Jake Odorizzi on this team if they don't sign any of the uh, aforementioned guys that I brought up earlier.
2: Who? Jake Odorizzi? No, 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 no. What was the amount?
1: Uh, two years, twenty-five with the no. No what? Too high?
2: No, as in hell no. As no. in absolute, absolute, absolutely not.
1: Really? No
2: way. What did he do this year?
0: You... Well, he got what killed. what did he do in two of
2: the last three years? Nothing. Uh,
1: Jake Odorizzi? I mean, oh, this really? year wasn't great, but the year before he had a three and a half ERA and he, he was an All Star.
2: So we're gonna Giancarlo Stanton him? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna promote incompetence? You know
1: my feelings on Giancarlo?
2: Yeah, I'm just absolutely not. No, he had one. Okay, 2019 he did do well. He had 14, 15 wins,
1: 16 wins. I mean, this is a guy that's gonna get you a mid to high threes ERA, which is Good for a dude that's used to the AL East and uh, that can eat innings for you.
2: If he's – no. I, okay. I, you're you're going to give – to be your what starter? Your four or five? Three, four. So you're, you're – okay, I want to know where you rank him because two years, 20, 25 million, no.
1: No. No, oh, oh I th- I honestly think that's low. I think, um, I think we might see him in the division for a tick more than that.
2: Did did, did the Red Sox just come into like an extra fifty million dollars to spend? Did, uh, did I miss something?
1: I mean, shit, they just they just bought Billy Bean from the A's to run a soccer team, and then they're redeveloping. Um, the whole Fenway area, and they're also going public in a merger. They're going to have a ton of money.
2: I'm going to be a part owner of the Red Sox. I can't wait. I'm super excited. Um, no, I uh, – I, here's the thing. I, mm-mm, no, like I'm more nervous about this than I am about Chris Archer, someone that is coming off of a year surgery. I can't justify
1: – mm, he's no. never had any arm injuries. Last year he got hurt. With a back injury, uh, then hitting the uh, chest with the ball, so this yeah guy, he did his he did hasn't been hurt. I don't know. I I think he's a good pitcher, and if you look at all the rankings, they have him as a top ten free agent this year.
2: Yeah, people thought that Donald Trump was going to win re-election. Didn't happen. Well, so not- uh, no, I don't know. It's still too early to tell. Uh, I, I, here, here's the thing. I don't. Oh God, I um this one hurts me because I understand and you have proper justification for feeling the way you do. I just feel that
1: paying him
2: double what we would pay for Archer.
1: Possibly, oh, I vote a Rizzi every day of the week. I just want to get a lottery ticket on that.
2: I'm so you think that Jake go Rizzi will have a better year than Chris Archer in 2021.
1: Oh Jesus Christ. Yes, absolutely. Yes.
2: Okay. All right. So you're saying two years, twenty five yep. million total.
1: Jump change. Yep. I, and I'm curious box. to know what I don't Terry think, said. Truthfully, you're gonna give I him best he gets it? done. I don't even think that gets it done. I think he's looking at three thirty six minimum. Minimum.
2: I'd be I'd be nervous to give him more than two twenty two two twenty four. Okay. I 20, would be I would be nervous to do that. Uh, Terry, please. Oh, my God. Tell me I'm crazy or tell him he's crazy. One of us is crazy.
0: (laughs) Well, Charlie, you're my you're my bro, man. But I got to side with Andrew on this one. Um, (laughs) He's Oda Rizzi (laughs) is probably my favorite guy mentioned so far, to be honest. Um, You know, 2020 was an anomaly. Like I said earlier in the show, I'm not going to hold anything against anybody. Um, you know, for 2020, um, you know, two years ago, he did have his best season, but he's going to be affordable. I think we might even be able to get him on a one-year deal, to be honest with you. I, I mean, in uh, the two year scenario that, that Andrew presented, doesn't really scare me. He he's pitched in the division. He looked okay in the playoffs against the Yankees, two seasons ago he pitched five innings gave up two runs i don't think i don't think he's gonna be you know intimidated at all you know to pitch in fenway and you you know with the with the dave bush effect i i just think i think this could be could be a steal and if we're looking to be competitive this year I think he gives us a, a great opportunity uh, to do that, and I'm a big Oda Rizzi guy.
2: I see. I feel like that's kind of splitting the difference between the two of us because you didn't say two, three-year deal, so I, I feel a little bit better.
0: Uh, I'd be uncomfortable justify, with three years.
2: I could justify overpaying Oda Rizzi for one year, giving him thirteen for one-year deal. With you know, including incentives and whatnot, because we really don't know what. What if he doesn't come back? What if he's not the same? He's gonna be. He's gonna be thirty-one this year, right? He's That's not a kid.
0: Well, here's
2: here's another. Now, thing. like they peak at twenty-six, twenty-seven, and then twenty-eight, twenty-nine come through, and you're like, oh wow, remember like two right, years ago when you were a get stud? Those
1: guys on the on the free agent market anymore. That we're just not in that baseball landscape anymore.
2: True. But do you think that Odorizzi is going to potentially be able to fill in for... Like, here's the thing. I look for guys that have had experience in uh, big, tough situations. Um, Odorizzi pitched with... Didn't he pitch with Archer, too?
0: Yes. Uh, they pitched together. Yeah.
2: I'm pretty sure they did. Before yeah, they... Archer went to, to Pittsburgh, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure Odorizzi was with them. I think they were together for a little bit. And I think... Both of them have a little bit of history with Nate Ivaldi too.
0: Right? I let's see. No. Confirm. No, cuz uh Evaldi was just there in 2018 and that was uh Odorizzi's first year in uh t- um, excuse me Minnesota. So um
1: yeah, Archer would have
0: been in Pittsburgh, right?
1: I'm I'm looking
2: it up Halfway now, through
0: that I- season, yeah. OK,
2: for some reason, I thought I thought he pitched in Tampa a little bit earlier than that. So I got that wrong. That's he was in Miami. I misspoke. That's completely wrong. I'm sorry. I was wrong on that one. Um, I Wouldn't it be interesting to see if based on the history that Jake Odorizzi and Chris Archer have, if you bring them both in, both of them know each other, both of them, I, I, to the best of my knowledge, they never had issues with one another. And maybe both of them are able to kind of help tweak the other one to bring back what they were able to do. I'd be willing to give Odorizzi 13 million, Chris Archer 7 million, throw in some incentives included in that deal for one year, two years, whatever, and see what they can do to prove themselves because maybe they have a great year and they get shipped out at the deadline. Who knows? I have no idea. But I'm nervous to give. I don't know why, because I, I mean, I sound like a hypocrite because I'm willing to give Chris Archer more than more than two years, possibly over Oda Rizzi because I feel like what I'm going to be able to pay Chris Archer in two years, I'm going to be able to get that out of one year from Oda Rizzi. And I feel like I'm going to hit at least one of those two seasons with Chris Archer, whereas with Oda Rizzi, we don't know what we're going to get for 12 million. Maybe he does great. Maybe he gets blown up again. We don't know.
0: OK, uh, well, no, I get it. All right. Hang, yeah, on the, hang on though, hang on. So Oda Rizzi took the qualifying offer because he didn't he didn't want it to be attached to him because they the Twins weren't going to be able to give it to him, you know, mm-hmm. two years in a row. You can't do that. So he wanted to be able to come into 2021 with an open market and, you know, free to sign with anybody. He bet on himself and that's the type of guy I like and He's not even a bad pitcher. I mean, he he had four starts this year. We pitched a total of thirteen and two thirds innings. Uh, this, this isn't a bad pitcher. He just he got unlucky with some injuries, and he's a bona fide. He's a bona fide number two or three. You know, a, a three on a really good rotation, and, and probably a number two on a lot of average rotations. I just think I just think you get him in Boston you know on our pitching program he's he's going to have an ERA in the low 3s and i think he gives us a chance to be to be very competitive and could be a steal could be an absolute and steal
1: i think this is another blue jays target if we don't sign him i think a lot of these guys um I, not the ones that i just mentioned i think the blue jays are the team in the al east that are going to sign the most guys this offseason so if we can keep them out of toronto buffalo wherever the hell they're playing this year i think that's an added benefit
0: that's a good point we'll see
2: we'll see i mean maybe maybe you're right maybe the injuries did hit him and that's what happened you could he replicate it sure will he i don't know all right if he ends up staying in the division it's gonna suck
1: Yeah, I agree. All right, let me give you my – this guy I would obviously love and other pieces would need to fall into place. Several pieces would need to fall into place. And this is the name that everyone's going to want, and that's Trevor Bauer. So he makes my honorable mention because I just – personally, I don't see it with the qualifying offer shenanigans that go on throughout the league give trevor four years 125 million dollars i'm only i'm only giving him a, a four-year deal i'm not going to give him the one-year deal like he's like to sign um i'd love to see it i think he'd add entertainment uh i think
0: <laughs>
1: i think sports radio would have a field day with it and he would definitely bolster your rotation at the same point uh I do think it's a volatile signing, not just because of personality. It's because of consistency for me. He's definitely remade himself. He's a scientist on the mound. But the consistency scares me that there's no perfect pitcher out there, free agent-wise. If there was, he'd be signed. So you give him four years, you keep him out of the Dodgers, who I think he ultimately will sign with. And you give him 125 million bucks, and you hope that his spin rate goes through the roof, and he continues to be a Cy Young candidate.
2: I, I, I'm sorry, so I, I want to make sure I got that four yep. years, 125 million. Yep. You want to pay this man?
1: Oh, do I? I? No, no, I don't. I think if there's pressure from the front office, and they're like, "Hey, go sign a stud." Um, I think obviously if they, if there was a mandate, we want to be competitive. We want to get that free agent uh, signing fan boost because people aren't watching Nesson because what are they gonna watch Charlie Moore outdoor? I think Hell yeah, uh, yeah Jesus. Um, Bauer's the only guy that really moves the needle uh, and he's got the personality for Boston, I think uh giving them that much money scares the hell out of me not gonna lie but someone's gonna give him give it to him, and i do think it's the team that uh celebrated uh a world series victory just uh, a couple weeks ago
2: i i don't think it's gonna be the red sox signing him and i'll be honest with me he's got a very interesting personality kind of brash at times he ended up posting a video recently about how he was flying into Boston. And some random person, like I think it was a flight attendant or something, who texted a friend saying, oh, yeah, Trevor Bowers on our plane. And this guy showed up, and he, like, asked him for a few minutes of his time and started asking him questions. And I just remember, like, his response just didn't seem very sincere. And it just I, – I don't know, man. I don't think – it's not to compare it with like the Mookie bets. Like if 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 the Red Sox offer him four one first off, I wouldn't offer him four one twenty. I wouldn't do it. I don't. I, I just
1: no. What do you think gets it done in Boston? Save money is no option. This is. I don't think this is a likely signing. This it's is not. It if won't everything happen. happens and there's a mandate signing,
2: he wants to go to a winner. It's it, it's not Boston. He's already said that he wants to continue doing one-year deals. He'd he'd be open to a multi-year deal. I, I he's not. I, I, I don't see him coming to Boston. Like you you can talk and flirt for, 130. I, you, you're for one thirty. You four one four hundred one twenty is thirty on the average. Yep. One twenty-five would be thirty-one point uh, two five annually. Um, I don't think that would get it done.
1: I, Do you I think don't, work? I,
2: oh. He
1: would want more.
2: Yeah, he would want to ensure that he's making he bank. Want all the money he wants. But exactly, but Boston's not going to give it to him, and Boston knows not to give it to him. We have too many other players in Boston right now that aren't making. You you would be willing to over... you'd be willing to give Trevor Bauer more money than Chris Sale.
1: I, I mean, no, if I Chris Sale wouldn't be on the team right now. They would have resigned him. They would have you traded know, him as for the world series and that that I've I think it was a
2: dumb move. I think it was a dumb move. But here's the thing, it's a that's, dumb move and we're, we're stuck with it. We're stuck with it. Yeah. You know? So, here here's my thing. Uh he's going to go to a team that's genuinely going to do damage this year. It's not going to be it's not going to be the Red Sox. It's not going to be, you know, I think any of the like second second tier teams. It's just it, it's not going to happen. You you, you can give him all the money world? in the world You'd be willing to give him what seven, eight, nine million more than Chris Sale, who's arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's healthy. When Sale that? signed, what?
1: When's that, dude? It, when okay,
2: we, so we we know, we know, we know. It, it's a struggle. It hurts me because I like, I love Chris Sale. I think he's he's a fun personality on the team. Again, I, I'm
1: not saying this is likely. Don't don't right. get me wrong. There, this is the fun. John Henry wants. The front page paper to talk about hidden signing.
2: It, it would take more than thirty-one million a year to keep him. I genuinely think okay. that, and uh, I, I, I wouldn't even give him three years, even to overpay him and give him three years ninety ninety million.
1: Oh my god, I would. That I actually like, but Terry, Terry, what do you think?
0: Well, he's coming off of a, a season where he's going to win the Cy Young. He's yep. he had a one point seven nine ERA. I think I think there is a team out there that's going to give him a six year deal. I really wow. believe that. You think? I hmm. don't think it's going to be us, but he's it's got the six tw- years. I think so. He's the, he's the best in the market. He's always healthy. I, th- I don't think, even
1: think he wants to pitch in six years. I think he's going to be a media guy or doing something else. Well, He's going to be a personality. Or something. He's going to be hosting pods or something.
0: He's appealed to teams, though, uh, through Twitter, specifically, you know, a, a team, you know, in, in separate tweets. He did it with Boston with his yeah with his uh, you know plane ticket landing in Logan he, he talked to New York he, he you know he was tweeting at them hey heard you heard you might have a couple of spots in your rotation uh, mm-hmm. he did it with uh, the Anaheim Angels which isn't a team you're going to appeal to if you're if you're trying to win i think Trevor Bauer's trying to get paid at this point point. and i just i think he's going to get a big deal now with, he's going to the Dodgers I don't think so. I think they've got enough young pitching. You know, once Gonsolin has a full spring training and they can kind of work with him in a season, I mean, he's a middle-of-the-rotation guy. They have
1: to pay those guys until
0: Bowers off his deal, in my opinion. But they have to pay for Bellinger, though, and some some other guys. Yeah, so I I just don't think – I think the Dodgers like their pitching. You know, they, that's why they won a world series. They, they have good pitching and I just think with Boston specifically, Heinblum did say, like I said earlier, that they're going to be aggressive with pitching. So we don't really know what that means at this point, but, um, but here's the thing. He does have a pick attached to him. So, you know, on a short-term deal, that's bad value. If you're only getting a couple of years of a top of the rotation guy, and you're giving up a pick, terrible value. If you're going five or six years, like I think he's going to get, then okay, you can give up a pick because you're getting a good guy for you know that amount of time. Now, I trust his durability over Chris Sale's. You know, even even a healthy rebuilt elbow, I just Chris Sale's delivery is nasty. I think realistically, we might get two or three good years out of Sale. Once he does come back, but, you know, I still have concerns there. Um, here's the thing, though, about Trevor Bauer in Boston. He's got a big mouth and mm. I'm really entertained <laughs> by him. I love his stances. I love how he rages against the commissioner. That's what makes me a big Trevor Bauer guy. He's obsessed with his performance and his mechanics and all that. I love all that. But I could see the Red Sox fan base turning against him on a bad year where he mouths off to the media and the Red Sox fans just don't want to hear about it. You know, maybe we're fighting for a wild card and Bowers mouthing off. I could see it kind of backfiring, especially in a long-term deal. So, is, it, is he a fit for Boston? I don't know. We do have a lot of wild cards in our rotation, like I yeah. said. So there is some stability with a guy like him. You're not going to be paying Houck. Uh We're hoping Mata ends up being the guy we, we think he's going to be, and, and he's going to be cheap for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. But there somebody's going to pay him. I have no doubt about that. Oh, absolutely! And it might be—it might be Cincinnati. They love him for some reason. I hope he does.
1: I—I I like to see those markets do well, especially when it's not in the AL East. So, I—I I, I have nothing against Cincinnati. I—I—I I, I would love for him to go there
0: and well, stay there. He might. He might. He might end up in New York. <laughs> that could happen.
1: I, you know, I wouldn't even mind. I think the media would hate him. And I think it'd be entertaining as all hell. So <laughs>
0: Cashman, Cashman falls in love. I mean, the the Stanton. I know you like Stanton, but that whole deal was an impulse buy after a stellar season. So I can I can see the Yankees thinking he's a solution.
1: I would love for him to be there. I, I really would. It'd be I good for I'll the
0: rivalry there. too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We need that. We need we need an uptick in intensity in that. I don't think anyone's going to argue against that one. Right.
0: So was that, was that it? That was. Okay.
1: So at the end of the day, that leaves you with a hole in center field and there's no one there. So you're looking at, I I think JBJ is gone. I think he's in Houston. So I think you're looking at maybe a Kevin Pilar at two years, 8 million bucks. Uh, that would be that that would be good to me. I think Jackie also kind of gives you that issue where you have too many left-handed hitters. So you got to figure out center field. You got to figure up a backup first baseman. And here we go again with the left-handed guys, but Mitch wouldn't be a bad guy to get back. I don't think he minds riding the bench and being that glue guy. So I'd love to see him come back. Uh if none of my second basemen come uh come to town, Colton Wong is a Gold Glove caliber guy that I would love to see. I think he'd be great. I think it'd be awesome. I was very surprised when St. Louis declined his option. Thought that was very, very shocking. So
0: I don't that have his my phone's dead, but he might. You know, I I can't look up his stats, but he would almost be a good alternative to Simeon. Quite frankly, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, he would be. Yeah,
1: and he's Agreed. Term. I would love it. I, I agree. Giving, like, great defense at second base. Um I just the Simeon to me was the swing for the fences that's that'd be really fun to watch. Uh but I think Colton Wong is a very very viable option there if he doesn't end up restructuring his contract uh, in St. Louis. I we all have great memories of Colton Wong as Red Sox fans. <laughs> the the we, only uh, guy to get picked off. Yeah. picked
0: off. <laughs> yeah.
1: in the game. So, hey, bring him in. He, he was great.
0: <laughs> that was a weird I, World Series because he had like the it. interference play as well. So, Oh, was that so, yep. him? Oh, God. That with was Middlebrooks? No, no, that was him and Middlebrooks and Craig. No, that was it, Alan Craig. It was the same series, was, though, exactly it was with Alan Craig. what I'm saying. So you had two weird endings, you know, in the same World oh, Series. Oh,
1: okay, God, I thought you were saying he was – I was like, I did not remember him rounding third. No. Yeah. No, it was, was Alan Craig because the year was over after
2: that. It was. Yeah. We they, only played um,
1: him third in the year.
2: I, I like Colton Wong a lot better than Simeon. Um, That's good. Yeah. He's much better defensively. He's won a couple gold gloves, too. Uh, he won one last year.
1: Did he win one in 2020? Did he get announced as the 2020 winner? I have no idea. There last there year he did really else well. Going on during the Gold Glove announcements, I can't remember what it was. But uh, yeah, there was some terrible timing by uh, Major League Baseball announcing those awards.
2: Yeah, no, he won one in 2019. He did i yeah he's he's very good defensively, and if he can replicate that again. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm buying shares of Colton Wong. He is All my day.
1: realistic option. Those other ones are my pipe dreams. He's my realistic one. I would love to see Colton Wong on a two year
0: deal. And that I sounds don't. like why, why a fine he bloom roof.
1: He'd be a good fit.
0: Yeah. I think
1: he's good. I think he I, I know, I, I think he's likely. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely think that they might bring him in. So him there, obviously, some outfield depth you need. you need to find your starting center fielder because Duran's definitely not ready yet. he's still on year two of a new swing. so we gotta let him develop. Um, you need to bring in two starters. you need to bring in two bullpen guys. one guy I didn't mention on there or two guys. Kirby Yates, if he doesn't go back to San Diego. I think he's a good I think he's a good gamble. Uh, And then Greg Holland, um, if it's not Yates. He's a guy that I would like to see, and he's one of those people that if it blows up, you only pay him a couple million bucks, drop him. Whatever. Uh, We just need need, uh, at least two fresh arms in that bullpen.
0: Did Yates have Tommy John? He
1: had something. I don't remember if it was Tommy John, but I know he definitely had something going on last year. Um, Let me look that up. Actually, he, he I know he was hurt. the guy was a stud.
0: Yeah, he was the probably the one of the top relievers the season before, if not the top reliever. Um.
1: Yeah, he had an elbow ailment.
0: Uh, I hope
1: he got Tommy John and not just the Chris Sale method of like, <laughs> yeah. well, let's just uh, figure it out.
0: Yeah,
1: we got nine different uh, opinions, and the ninth guy said, "You don't need it." um yeah i can't find out if he actually had it uh but he definitely had some some stuff going on with that elbow hey and that's a low risk but i I assume that he's going to go back to san diego on um where where he's comfortable and on a very good competitive team
0: yeah and they have a need for him as well so yeah yeah, all right. Well, we uh we somehow approached the the 2-hour mark, so I guess we'll we <laughs> we'll call it. Um could be another show tomorrow, the next night, who knows. Uh, you know, we're on manager watch and uh we we'll can probably come up with a you know, a, an alternative uh topic after that as well, yeah. so.
1: And um let me just throw this out there for Sox fans. Uh Baseball America's Red Sox Top 10 comes out tomorrow um cassius is definitely going to be number one on there and jim Callis had him as an honorable mention for guys that will probably be top 10 on the next year's ranking league wide so look forward to a little prospect uh content on the internet tomorrow
0: all right well you guys uh have a good night and uh we'll be back probably very shortly
2: let's go cora yeah <laughs>
0: yeah thanks man anybody <laughs> thanks, but alright that was a very lengthy episode but uh, it's definitely one I think people are going to be entertained by and um, I hope you enjoyed it and I think there's a good chance one or two of those players from that list do end up with, uh, the Red Sox. Me particular, I like Ota and I like Marcel Osuna. I think those could be the biggest impact guys realistically that we could acquire on that list. So have a good rest of your week. It was election week, kind of turbulent, you know, depending on which side of the spectrum you're on or really for both sides. And, uh, and yeah and we're going to have a new manager probably within the next uh, several hours so we'll uh we'll see how that goes take care